All right, let me let me uh, tell you how today is going to be a little bit different. I'm I'm really excited about. Uh, I like mixing things up. I don't know if I'd call myself innovative, but I do like mixing things up. Again, if you're visiting today, we're really glad that you decided to join us. Um, and today we're actually doing a little bit different because we're wrapping up our, our study in the book of Philippians. We've been going through Philippians for almost nine months now. Nine, I mean, literally, you could have had a baby in that time. I mean, it's ridiculous how long it's taken us to go through this. And as we wrap up, um, I, I'm just we wanted to do something a little bit different to kind of emphasize everything that we've been through. But before I do that, I need, I need to brag on y'all a little bit. Um, last night, um, it hasn't been just last night. It's been for about the last eight weeks. Um, as a church, I got to be honest, church, I, I've been really proud of you. I, I, all of you have been, I think, throwing down in a way, throwing down is Faya's term for you've been working really hard. Like you've been, you've been laboring really hard as we begin to wake up and reemerge as a church and engage our neighbors. Um, I just think you've been doing a phenomenal job. We've spent eight weeks canvassing the neighbors, asking them how we can serve them. We've gone all through the making community. We've gone through the Tallahassee Housing Authority. We've been knocking on those doors saying, hey, we just want to serve you. How can we serve? How can we pray for you? And then out of that, one of the things that they shared was they wanted some chances to get together. So what do we do as a church? We, we planned a fall festival that we did last night so that those neighbors and all those kids and families could, could show up here and get candy. And let me just tell you, I, I'm shocked at the amount of candy you guys gave. You gave over almost 500 pounds of candy. I, that's not half a ton. I did the math wrong yesterday. It's like a quarter of a ton or something like that. You gave a lot of candy, okay? Like tons of candy. I mean, it was everyone online. I mean, y'all were, y'all were sending it in, even though you can't, some of you can't come in because of COVID. I mean, you were filling up those buckets with candy. And I'm happy to say, I believe that we did hand out candy like Jesus hands out grace to those kids. Like we just kept giving them candy. I mean, my kids had bucket loads of candy. It's going to be an awful experience. And I'm sending all of our candy over to Laura. Um, so she has stuff to snack on in the coming weeks. Uh, if you need candy, call me. I'm giving it away. I don't need more candy, but, but I was happy. Guys, I was, I was really proud of y'all for that. And, I, and last night I saw y'all making snow cones and hot dogs and, and passing out candy and running games and helping set it up. And, and our community was flocking to this place and we got to show them in a very small way that we care about you. We want to serve you and we want you to know the love and grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. I know it's small, but it felt huge to me. It felt huge. And not only that, but the other thing that I'm celebrating is I was getting texts from local pastors last night. I'm not happy they were texting me. I'm, here, here's what I was celebrating. I was happy because they were texting me, telling me stories of church members who they didn't come to Fall Festival. They were in their neighborhood. And I'm happy about this. They were in their neighborhood and they were handing out candy and they had this spread for the parents and all sorts of stuff. I, I know people that were grilling hot dogs and handing it out. Y'all did a fantastic job, not only of serving on this campus, but some of you said, I'm called to my neighborhood and you stayed there and served your neighbors well. Church, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm really proud to be your pastor this morning after all that, after your generosity with things like candy, your generosity with your time. Even some of you that couldn't be here, you were generous sending provisions. Some of you came to help set up. Like I'm, I'm grateful for the generosity and the commitment you had to love and serve your neighbors like church, I believe that you showed up last night and for the last six to eight weeks. And I want you to know I'm proud of you and I'm grateful. I'm, I'm proud to be your pastor. That's what I'm telling you. All right, so thank you so much for showing up. Um, and I don't know what God's gonna do in our neighborhood in the coming weeks, months, and years, but I believe they, they know who we are now and I'm hoping that that gets them 
gives them a chance to meet and encounter the real life-saving power of Jesus Christ. So uh, I'm pumped about that. Um, But that's enough about that. Let me tell you what we're doing today. Uh, As I said, we spent almost nine months in the book of Philippians. And as I was praying about how to wrap up the book of Philippians, one of the things that stood out in my mind is I I started to prepare a sermon where I was going to go through and review everything that we've been over in the book of Philippians. Goodness, there was, there was literally no way. It was going to be, the, I mean, if you think my sermons were long before, you ain't seen nothing yet if I was going to preach the whole book on one Sunday morning. But, but here's what we're going to try to do. I've decided we're going to spend some time, and we're actually going to just read through the entire book. And here's what I want you to do. Uh, we'll break it up in one point, but we're, we're going to read through this book. And here's what I want you to remember as we're reading through the entire book of Philippians. I want you to remember the things that God said to you through his word for the last nine months as we were in the book of Philippians. I, I want you to remember the verses that stand out to you that as we were encountering them together, that you were like, yeah, I remember that. That was good for me. I needed to hear it. I was challenged by that. I was called to obedience by that. I, I saw the greatness and mercy of Jesus in that. Like, Whatever you need to remember, I, I want you to remember that. And then I also want you to remember this theme that's, that's going throughout all of Philippians. The theme is that you can rejoice in Jesus even in the midst of rough suffering. You, you can rejoice in Jesus even in the midst of suffering. So as you listen to people read through this book of the Bible, I want you to remember what Jesus did in your heart. And I want you to see the theme of being really happy in Jesus, even when things are tough. So we'll get started. Please follow along in Philippians chapter 1. Paul and Timothy, servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are at Philippi, with the overseers and deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you because I hold you dear in my heart, for you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Christ Jesus to the glory and praise of God. I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel, so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaimed Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, but thinking to inflict me in my imprisonment. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. Yes, and I will rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance. 
as it is my eager expectation and hope that I, always, that I will not at all be ashamed, but that with full courage now, as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet which I shall choose, I cannot tell. I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. But to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith, so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel, and not frightened in anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation and that from God. For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ that you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake, engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had and now hear that I still have. So if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any infection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you not look only to his own interests, but to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equally, equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in the human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, and in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that ye may be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so that the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain, even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon a sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. Likewise, you should also be glad and rejoice with me. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, so that I may be so that I too may be cheered by news of you, for I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare, for they all seek their own interest, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know Timothy's proven worth, how as a son with a father he has served me in the gospel. 
I hope, therefore, to send him just as soon as I see how it will go with me. And I trust in the Lord that shortly I myself will come also. I have thought it necessary to send to you Ephroditus, my brother and fellow worker and fellow soldier, and your messenger and minister to my need. For he has been longing for you all and has been distressed because you have heard that he was ill. Indeed, he was ill, near to death, but God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but also me, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I am the more eager to send him, therefore, that you may rejoice at seeing him again, and that I, might, that I may be less anxious. So receive him in the Lord with all joy and honor such men, for he nearly died for the work of Christ, risking his life to complete what was lacking in your service to me. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you is no trouble to me and is safe for you. Look out for the dogs. Look out for the evildoers. Look out for those who mutilate the flesh. For we are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also. If anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under law, blameless. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection, and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this, or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. If I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus, let those of us who are mature think this way. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many of whom I have often told you and now tell you even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly and they glory in their shame with minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body, by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved, 
I entreat Euodia and I entreat Syntyche to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also, true companion, help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel together with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is any worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Yet it was kind of you to share my trouble. And you Philippians yourselves know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving, except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once and again. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I have received full payment and more. I am well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent, a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable and pleasing to God. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father, be glory forever and ever. Amen. Uh, y'all may be seated for a moment if you can. I don't know if y'all... I thought we were about to start dancing in church and I didn't even know, I didn't know what was happening there. Um, we still have three verses left as I'm going to wrap up the book of Philippians as we, as we end it. And let, let me just remind you of what you've heard today and for the last nine months in the context of life that we've been living in the middle of a pandemic and an election cycle, two perfect storms merging together for us, right? Here's what we've heard in Philippians as Paul writes to this church, he's sitting in a Roman prison cell to a church that's suffering persecution and fighting in their midst. And he writes them to tell them in chapter one, the gospel is not bound even though I'm in prison. It's still spreading. It's not bound even though you're suffering. Like, listen, the gospel cannot be stopped by j jail cells and by chains or by pandemics or by elections. 
because Jesus will make his good news known because he loves us so much that he died on the cross for us. And he wants to make sure every man, woman, and child in every generation and in every time knows about his great love, care, grace, and mercy. And that news will not be bound and it will not be stopped. That's what he said in Philippians chapter one. So because of that, Paul can rejoice because the gospel will advance. And in chapter two, he said, let me just remind you who this savior is. He's this huge, massive, gigantic, humble servant. He's a king that gave up everything to come and rescue us. Rebels, people who were broken. That's, that's shocking news not just good news. And because this Jesus is so great and powerful and humble and merciful and kind, because he gave up everything and let go of heaven to come down and pursue us. Listen, one day he'll be lifted up and he'll sit on the throne and he will reign. And he reigns today before the election and he will reign next Sunday, no matter who gets elected president, he will still be king and the gospel will still be advancing. Our mission doesn't change and our king doesn't change, no matter who rises and who falls. That's chapter two. Chapter three, he reminds the people, listen, I, I want to remind you about the good news of Jesus. Here's the good news. Man, the good news is I'm going after Jesus because he first went after me. He loves me and he pursued me. And even though I performed as much as I could possibly perform, it was never enough. I needed Jesus to die for me and he did it. He died for when he came back to life three days later. And I don't have to perform to make him happy anymore. And I don't have to pretend to be clean. I really am clean because Jesus did all the work. I don't have to perform because Jesus did all the work. I get to rest in what he did for me. And it makes Paul pursue after Jesus with everything that he has. Then in chapter four, he says this. Listen, I want y'all to get along. I'll be fighting and in the midst of all these, I want to remind you one of the reasons we don't fight. It's not just because the gospel is advancing. It's not just because our Savior is amazing. It's not just because um, that he's worth it and he's this prize worth getting. We, we're able to celebrate because he does this work in us. He's like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can even rejoice in the midst of intense and awful suffering. So the gospel is not stopped. The savior is amazing and shockingly glorious and humble. His gospel is worth it and he's a treasure to pursue and he unites us and gives us power to love one another and rejoice in the midst of suffering. Is that church 2000 years ago gathered into some house somewhere and they heard that Paul had sent a letter. They probably sat in a room, not this size, they would have sat in a room and they would have just listened to someone read the book from start to finish, just kind of like what we did here today. And it would have ended in this way. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me, they greet you. And all the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Let me pray for us as we dismiss today. Heavenly Father, God, we, we believe that your word and your spirit is enough. We, we believe that your gospel is all that we need. God, we believe that, that you are glorious and amazing. God, I pray for us as we're gathered here. I know there's people who knows what needs they had as they came in today. I pray that as they heard the word and heard about an amazing Jesus, 
God, I pray you stirred our hearts. God, I pray as we'd leave here today, we would leave here rejoicing, no matter our circumstances. We're rejoicing because, God, you're worth it, and you're strong, and your gospel really is good news. God, I pray we would believe that today. And I pray that all in Jesus' name. Church, as you go out, greet one another, and remember this. I pray that the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Have a great week. We'll see you on next Sunday.